Penn Weekly. This is Sun Penn speaking right now. I'm here with a special, je- uh, special guest, Joseph Golden, uh, back from his hi- hiatus. He's, a, he's been on here before, uh, did some grueling baseball preview podcasts, but I guess he hasn't had enough, so he's come back. Uh, Joseph, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing, doing good. <laughs> All right, that's good. You know, obviously we're here to talk about a uh, big game tomorrow. Uh, I think it's uh, going to be a good game. It's uh, going to be the Super Bowl, actually. Um, Super Bowl, I don't remember, 48, I think. I think that's the right number. Yeah, I think uh, so. Oh, I guess you do keep in touch. Anyway, <laughs> so first question on our minds is, do you have a rooting interest in this game? Uh, I don't really. My team is the Falcons. Uh, they were terrible this year. I know that. Uh, although they almost played the Super Bowl last year, but uh, I know this about this year's. So I don't necessarily have a rooting interest, but I don't want the Seahawks to win because I don't like them. And I do like Peyton Manning. So if I had to choose, I'd say the Broncos. Well, I mean, uh, that. <laughs> I guess you don't have a rooting interest per se as a team, but uh, you are rooting for the Broncos. Then, is that, am, I, am I hearing that correctly? Uh, yes, yes, that is true. You know, I used to know. I used to remember a day when uh, you did not like Peyton Manning, and uh, you're very against him. Uh, uh, what What has changed in, in that? Is it living in Tennessee? Uh, you know, that's a good question. Uh, but actually. I, you know, that probably is part of it because a lot of people around here really like Peyton. Uh, for uh, all of our listeners out there that don't know, uh, I live in northeast Tennessee, which is about an hour and a half from uh, Tennessee, University of Tennessee, which is where Peyton Manning went to college, obviously. And there's a lot, a lot of Peyton Manning fans here, a lot of Colts jerseys. And then they've turned into Broncos jerseys. And you hear things around here like, oh, every Colt grows up to be a Bronco and stuff like that. So there's a lot of uh, hate. <laughs> I, I and, I've never heard that before. Oh, you haven't? Oh, okay. And that's sort of a popular saying around here, I guess. <laughs> and so, um, so uh, what was I saying? Oh, so I think my conversion to the uh, doctrine of Peyton Manning uh, was around uh, 2005, which is when I moved here uh, after I graduated college, and uh, I, I saw him at a like a sort of a, like a speaking thing, like a work type speaking thing, and then also I think they were in the playoffs that year or the next year, and I was like, you know, this he's actually a pretty good guy. I was like, uh, I really shouldn't hate this guy. This guy's a pretty good guy. So then, and he did a lot of charity work also, and did a lot of stuff at the University of Tennessee. So I was like, you know, this is this is a guy I should root for, not not dislike. So now I think he's a he's a good guy. So now I root for him. So yeah, I know uh, you touched upon it a little earlier. I, I want to know, you know, uh, I I lived in Tennessee uh, also for a little bit, and I want to know, have all the fans who were Colt fans because of Peyton Manning, have they all abandoned the Colts and now for the Broncos, or are they kind of? have some kind of allegiance to the Colts still, like a lingering uh, fanhood for them because they rooted them before, or have they just uh, totally abandoned that ship? Uh, yeah, see, that's a really good question because that's a hard thing to know unless you live here. I I say it's 
split into about three factions. There's a small part that's uh, stayed with the cult, but that's pretty small. There's some that have actually just moved on to the Titans, and they're like, okay, I guess I'll like the Titans because they're the team to like. But I would say, like, a good half of them have gone to the Broncos. So basically they just followed Peyton. Well, uh, that's very interesting. Uh, must be really big fans of Papa John's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So Peyton Manning, uh, you know, wowed you, won you over with his oratory skills. Uh, <laughs> sounds like, sounds like. And uh, oh, okay. So one more Peyton Manning question, or at least for now. Uh, what are the chances that he would win? Uh, Governor of Tennessee, if he ran immediately after he retired. Oh, what are the t- oh, uh, well, the governor here right now, Bill Haslam, is uh, he's actually fairly popular in the state, and he's done things to help the economy. Uh, so, you know, I don't really know how politics works. They would have to do some kind of back room. You know, Haslam's not going to run that kind of thing. So that would be awkward. But to answer your question, it would be, and I say this with all seriousness, 100% certainty that he's <laughs> ownership. And it's, it would be a certainty. Oh, my gosh. Uh, is there, what is the only wrong that Peyton Manning can do? Uh, littering on the field? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, any kind of criminal act. Um, that's like violent, uh, you know, people wouldn't really forgive that around here, I don't think. But uh, uh, <laughs> anything on the football field, no, he he can do no wrong. Yeah, I, I don't know if you know what I was referring to. Uh, after they won the AFC championship game, they were given a – I think many was given a, a hat. Uh, you know, it's an AFC champion 2014, I guess. And he, he peeled all the new stickers off of the hat and threw them on the ground. <laughs> um, I don't know oh. why this was a, I don't know why it was a bigger deal. I mean, Peyton Manning, oh. uh, blatant, blatant disregard for littering on the field. I, I don't know why uh, uh, other outlets haven't, media outlets haven't picked up on this. You know, it's kind of a shame. <laughs> oh, I, 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 no, I was not aware of that. Um, yeah. I, that that might be well, you know. That's the other thing is the media, and that might also go along with why the media has always liked him, right? And there was a time when that really bothered me, and I was like, "Well, the media likes him. I'm not gonna like him." But now I say, "Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really matter whether the media likes him or not, and they still do, obviously, which is I think why they haven't run that story." Uh, so <laughs> yes, they they didn't run that because. You know, they're like, well, wait a minute. Oh, I mean, in fairness, it's kind of a non-story, but even... Yeah, you're, right, you're right, yeah, you're right, yeah. <laughs> um, but they wouldn't run it. They wouldn't run it anyway. No, uh, I just wanted I just wanted to see if there were uh, the media coverage on this and uh, <laughs> just a, <laughs> a, a take on a sports center or something where they're talking about this impact on children. I don't know, something stupid. Um, <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so now I want to ask you a question that I asked a uh, previous guest um, that I think was, is a pretty interesting talking point that I haven't heard before, so that's something that I want to talk about. Uh, 
Do you think if Brady – now, we've made a lot of big deals, Brady and Manning switched teams, how many Super Bowls would have Manning won, vice versa, how many Super Bowls would have Tom Brady would have won. You know, we've, a lot of – a big deal has been made of that. Uh, but I want to know the, re, the the answer to this question. What if we switched uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady's – I don't want to, for lack of a better phrase, uh, approval rating as far as the media goes and how he's viewed by the general – uh, public and, and the fans and such, or casual fans, like non Colt Bronco fans or non Patriot fans, uh, do you think it would change how Tom Brady is viewed uh, as being one of the uh, being the greatest quarterback of all time? Hmm, uh, that is a good question. Uh, that would be well. I'll say this: that that would be a really hard sell because. I think part of what the media does, um, let me back up. The media is not like completely dishonest in everything they do. You know, most things they do, yes, but not everything they do. But, um, you know, that would be a lot, that would be really hard to sell Tom Brady to be a Peyton Manning type, uh, if for no other reason because he doesn't sell himself like that. And so Peyton sort of does sell himself the way more or less the way he's portrayed in the media as does Tom Brady. So um as far as the but but to go on with your question, if if somehow they could pull that off, uh yeah, I think it would. I I think it does um lengthen it would lengthen uh Tom Brady's uh stature or whatever you want to call it. I'll say this also though, it wouldn't lengthen it by a whole lot because um you know, I think part of what goes into Tom Brady, I mean, yes, he won the Super Bowl. It helps also, though, that he's in such a huge media hub uh, where he is. In other words, um, you know, say he played for the Kansas City Chiefs and won four Super Bowls like this. Yeah, he would be revered as this uh, really great quarterback, but he wouldn't nearly have all of the publicity and hype that he does playing for a, a team in Boston or near Boston. Okay, so are you saying maybe uh, Tom Brady already uh, currently is getting more than he should be from the media, um, if that's what I'm hearing? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, my own, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it sounds like then the question is sort of my own personal opinion, and I say, my own personal opinion, which is probably hugely unpopular among the masses, is that Tom Brady is really not that great of a quarterback. He benefits from a really good system in place in New England and really good coaches, uh, just just a very good system of very good coaches. He himself is, uh, you know, probably not really any better than average. Oh wow, that's uh, saying a lot. <laughs> five, five Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, one thing you can point to is, and, and I know you know you can talk about limited sample size, right? You can't extrapolate from limited sample size. That's a fair point. But look at the year that he got hurt. Matt Castle steps in. You know, they they still went to the playoffs. They still had a really good year. Matt Castle, nobody says Matt Castle is some great quarterback. Um, 
uh, you know, Tom Brady, I mean, I mean, he, I'm not saying he's not a good quarterback, but he's not a whole lot better than average. All right. I guess we'll have to uh, leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, moving on. Uh, I mean, I, I, I disagree. I expect to. I expect to hear from uh, Harry about this at some point. <laughs> right, and I and I'm not a Tom Brady fan, but I, I do respect that he is probably one of the greatest quarterbacks. I mean, I, I, he did put up the big numbers when he had the weapons around him, but a lot of times he really didn't have those offensive weapons. This year, he had, I would say, a lot of flotsam <laughs> running around. Uh, like Garrett Blount, <laughs> come on. But <laughs> um, anyway, so we're gonna move on a little bit. Uh, Want to get your take on uh, one of the more popular topic matters uh, of the Super Bowl? You know, media coverage right now. Uh, the, the you know what you what do you think? And I, I probably can guess already, but what did you think of Richard Sherman's antics and uh, subsequently his, his uh, behavior since? Um, well, I, I know more about the antics than I do about the subsequent behavior since, so my answer is kind of a more general one. Uh, you know, to, to, to interview him right after the game like that, that's, that's a reaction that should really be expected among um, a, a lot of people in the media or even in the country. Like, in the heat of a really big game like that, and then what came out later, or probably for most people, the knowledge of this came out later, was the backstory with him and Crabtree, and then uh, um, that Harbaugh was his coach at Stanford, and now he's you know obviously coaching for the other team. Uh, I think I think it's being made. I I mean I don't understand. Well, I do understand because there's a you know there's a media narrative in play, and it sells. It, it, it makes for viewership and, and all of that. Um, but what you can see afterwards, I, I knew I, I had never even heard of this guy before all of this. But what you can see afterwards, pretty clearly, is that he's actually a reasonably articulate um, guy who's actually, uh, you know, a, a decent person. I, I, I think if people only went by the interview. Uh, or if you can call it that, um, after the game, you know, people would form a judgment. And then after that comes out, you can see, oh, wow, this this guy is actually pretty well-spoken and pretty articulate, and he, um, you know, appears to have gotten into Stanford not solely on, on uh, athletic merit. Um, his academics were sufficient, is what I'm saying. Um, he actually seems like a pretty decent guy. And they made a big deal out of something and portrayed him in a certain way that he he isn't really. Very interesting. I I did not think it, you would go that way. So sounds like you're taking not to say take sides, but you're more in favor of or more understanding or sympathetic to what Richard Sherman did than uh, you were against uh, more than being against uh, what he did. Um, personally, I, I, I said this before on previous podcasts, uh, I, I am a 49er fan, so obviously I'm not going to like, uh, I, well, one, I didn't like the outcome of the game, two, I didn't like 
you know, how Richard Sherman was calling out players on, on teams I was rooting for, even though, you know, it's just really people I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Crabtree could be a terrible person. I wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> I would say I did not like what he did, and I did not enjoy it, obviously. But if Richard Sherman were on my team and roles were reversed, I would have absolutely loved it. So it's, I guess it's one of those things where – uh, my my allegiance or my fanhood uh, towards one team clouded or I would say influenced uh, how I felt about Richard Sherman. So I don't think I could give you a biased or I, it would be hard for me to give you an unbiased uh, opinion about him. But uh, So with that being said, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> well, I'll just, I'll just add that one thing. I think what you just said there, that's a really honest assessment, especially when you said at the end that if he had been on your team, you would love it. That's, I mean, and that, I, that's probably how most people felt is they, is how you felt. And especially 49er fans. Uh, full disclosure on my part, I, I actually wanted the 49ers to win that game as well, even though I, like I said before, my team is the Falcons. But for other reasons that maybe we'll get into in the podcast or not, I don't really like the, um, how it appears that Seattle's rabid fan base, in my opinion, is, is somewhat manufactured. I think they don't really have the tradition, and it just seems like a bunch of phoniness, basically, throughout their fans. Uh, not, I'm not saying they all are, but a lot of them are. It seems that way. And so I basically just want – and also, on top of that, I think the 49ers is a better team, and had that game been played in San Francisco, it's obvious who would have won that game, and they nearly won the game in Seattle. So I just wanted to see the better team win. But then when the game was over and I look back, I say, well, what he did wasn't as bad as everybody's saying, I think. Okay, yeah. I, uh, you know, I talk about four nights forever, but, you know, that's, what, that's not what the Super Bowl is about. Uh, I, I do want to hear what you think uh, – uh, or hear why you were rooting for it, or did you just explain it, why you're rooting for the 49ers in that game? Uh, yeah, yeah, basically I just, I think they're the better team. I mean, in, in with me not having a rooting interest, um, really with any of the teams um, in the playoffs, except maybe for Philadelphia, just because I I just liked watching them play. I just like their style of play, and so I wanted to see them go as far as they could. Oh, and I don't like the Saints. I hate them. So I wanted to see them lose. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will always hate the Saints. Um, outside of that, I just wanted to see the better team win. And I thought um, uh, having the 49ers in the game was going to make for a better game than having the Seahawks. I, I just thought, uh eh, Seahawks, this, this isn't the better team. I want to see the better matchup. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um all right, now now is the time that uh, everybody is is waiting to hear. I'll, I'll, let me ask you, who do you think is going to win this game? Uh, this is a tough call. I was at a uh, birthday party for a family member today, and I actually met a Seahawks fan here, of all places. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so... And, and, but I also met a Broncos fan. I was talking to him, and I, I want the Broncos to win. I fear the Seahawks are gonna 
somehow uh, somehow find a way to win. I'll be rooting for the Broncos. If I had a pick right now, I would pick Seattle. Um, and uh, and as much as you know, I do like Peyton Manning. A fair criticism against him is that he does not play as well in the cold. And it's supposed to be you know twenty degrees or whatever. This is outdoors, and that I think that plays in Seattle's favor. Yeah, I I think weather has been talked about a lot. It's it may be a factor. I'm not entirely sure how big a factor. Uh, only because I think more than anything else, a cold yes, uh, nerves in the playoffs yes, uh, strength in big games yes. Uh, but more than any of those things, I think wind bothers him a lot, and it really hurts how, how uh, where he's going to place the, his throws and everything like that. So I guess it's going to be interesting to see. I, for one thing, for sure, I mean, this is as close to a Super Bowl as I can remember, uh, at least going into it, as far as uh, people not knowing which – I mean, not having an idea of who exactly is going to win. I mean, last year, Ravens for Niners – I think four nine or five plus five point plus favorites. Uh, so this year, uh, this it opened up as a as a pick 'em, you know, that moved towards Denver. Anyway, it's a really close game. I don't know who's going to win. Uh, do you think uh, the Seattle offense has enough to can they can they put enough points on the board to beat this uh, to beat this team? Yeah, I do. I do wonder about that because I, I know one thing I've read is. They talk about uh, the way to beat Russell Wilson is just keep him in the pocket. He'll he'll make a throw that's ill-advised or too quickly or something like that. Basically, don't let him roll out. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is pretty good. Uh, Denver's defense, I'm not I'm not real sold on it. Um, Seattle's defense, I think, is better. Than Denver's defense, so can they score enough? Honestly, honestly, I think this, I think this is what's going to happen. Seattle is going to benefit from a couple of really big turnovers, and and that right there is going to turn the game. It's just it's just going to come down to a couple of really big turnovers. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I think turnovers are going to be big. Uh, another thing I want to know is how excited are you to see Bruno Mars during halftime? <laughs> uh, not at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, any, well, any type of frost form on his face or hair uh, during a halftime show? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I hope so. But he's gonna wear that stupid hat, so nobody is gonna see it anyway. You know, maybe uh, maybe a little bit. I mean, how, how is this guy so popular? Honestly. I don't understand. Um, yeah, it's funny. That's actually my one of my wife's wife's favorite artists nowadays. But then again, my wife likes pop music, so uh, that makes sense. I mean, that's okay. I, I mean, just the way you are. I mean, that sounds like a Frank Sinatra song. I mean, is this 1950? <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, yeah. Well, we're uh, you know a lot of old things are coming. Michael Bublé. I mean, well, wow, that's a that's a good point. That's a good point, yeah. and a lot of people like Diamond Rio for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So who knows what's going on? 
pink is still popular. I, I can't believe it, you know. So, so yeah. some things, you know, you just don't know about. <laughs> I, I, you know, I do feel happy. Well, happy is probably not the right word. I think the real Red Hot Chili Peppers really need money. So this is nice of Roger Goodell to throw them a bone. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. What, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, which songs do you think they'll sing? Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I, I have no idea what they'll sing. They have so many hits. But at the same time, yeah. are any of them like Super Bowl songs? Uh, you know, I, I, I mean, yeah. Obviously, they're they're. Uh, heyday or whatever you want to call it is past. You know, they haven't been really popular for at least 10 years now. So, uh, most people, you know, who are, uh, what am I saying? Bruno and Mars fans aren't Red Hot Chili Pepper fans, but they know there are some of those who are going to be watching the game, such as you and I. I mean, you and I remember they were really big back in the day. They have a lot of really good songs if you're into that type of music. They, they have a lot of really good songs. So, uh, yeah, your your question is is uh, definitely valid. Like, what are they going to play? They have so many good songs. Um, gosh, I'd have to, I'd have to. Uh, by the way, that that's one I'll I'll predict is by the way. Well, my well, I want to know what your prediction is for their last song if they have multiple songs. Like, I, I guess their closing song. You think it's going to be by the way? Um, hmm, the last song. Well, the last song might be. Oh, I guess I should say Under the Bridge also, just because that still gets ready to play even today. So that's, you know, probably his most popular song. You know, it talks about his life and hard things that he lived through. So I think they'll play that. That will probably be the last song. I think, by the way, will be one song. And then I don't know what the what the other one is going to be. Um, Humpty Bump? I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, uh, I will say this. Uh, you say it's on the radio a lot. Uh, you do live in Tennessee, so take that for what it's worth. Uh, uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, talking, you're probably talking. You're probably talking to the same person who hears Papa Roach uh, last resort on the radio every day. Uh, <laughs> I, I did hear that just the other day, so that's. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but. I, my prediction actually for their closing song will be Danny California. I don't, I, I don't know if it will be, but that's my guess. Ah, uh, a little, uh, poke in the eye of New York, maybe. You know, that's the only thing. If, if, if it wasn't California, it would be that song, but I don't know, maybe, I don't know. It's gotta be more recent and faster paced than Under the Bridge. Under the Bridge is like a depressing song about heroin addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I wonder, well, really the question is how much influence, like, do they, because they'll probably play three songs, right, two or three. How much do they get to pick what they want versus Roger Goodell and some committee saying, hey, this is what we want you to play. I mean, it's probably a collaboration between the two of them. You know, some of their songs aren't as family friendly as other ones. So there's that into consideration. You don't think uh, Give It Away is fan-friendly? <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember when that song was on The Simpsons, and I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, maybe Scar Tissue might be the final song. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, 
Uh, okay, I think we've gone off uh, off topic a little bit here. Um, <laughs> I think I think that uh, concludes our uh, today's podcast. Uh, is there anything else you have to plug, Joseph? Uh, nothing to plug. Uh, I should have been prepared for this question. I have I have nothing to plug. <laughs> Uh, that is that is fine. Uh, okay, so that concludes uh, today's version or today's episode of Pen Weekly. We'll uh, catch you next time. Uh-huh.